the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse, where they encourage you to think big and act bigger. Along with your help, Cornerstone Transitional Housing is here to break the cycle of homelessness in the greater San Diego area, restore hope, and help men and women regain control of their lives. As long as poverty, injustice, and inequality persist, none of us can truly rest. Now, here are your hosts of Cornerstone Radio, Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse on K-Praise. Good evening and welcome to Cornerstone Radio. I'm Pastor John Simon. I'm along with Pastor Ed Brody and Blaine Nurse from Cornerstone Transitional Housing. If this is your first time you ever joined us at Cornerstone Radio, our mission is to break the cycle of homelessness and to help men and women gain control of their lives. Hey guys, welcome to the show tonight and welcome to all our listeners out there. We're so happy to have you with us. Um, tonight's going to be a great topic. It's going to be talking about the resurrection of Christ, the resurrection of the dead, and the resurrection of the body. So I hope, Ed and Blaine, that you're ready to rock with all these. Mm-hmm. I know that, Ed, yeah. you got the resurrection of the body. That's a lot of uh, nuggets in there. I call them little nuggets. They're real good. And um, the resurrection of the dead, um, Blaine, you have that, and I'll have the resurrection of Christ. So um, I'm going to go ahead and um, go right into this and get us started. How's that? Sounds good. All right. It says here in um, in First Corinthians 15, I'm going to be uh, starting in number uh, ch- uh, verse 3, and I'm going to start about halfway through, folks, and just let you know. Just as the Scripture said, and going to uh, verse 4, he was buried and he was raised from the dead on the third day, just as the Scripture has been said. He was seen by Peter, and then by the twelve, and after that he was seen by more than 500 of his followers at one time, most whom are still alive, and though some have died. Then he was seen by James, and later by all the apostles. And last of all, although I had been born at the wrong time, that's what Paul's talking about, I also saw him. So, um, you know, guys, um, you know, Paul might have said that he was kind of born at the wrong time, but uh, he was not, actually. He, um, and for all of you folks who really don't know, he was out there persecuting the um, the believers of the new church at that time, um, the believers. So he was out there doing that. But you know how Jesus always stands up for the believers and protects them? He actually, you know, Paul got to see who he really was. Why are you persecuting me, so, um, Pete, uh, Saul, as um, Jesus said. So... But I want to tell you, folks, I know a lot of people have a hard time believing that Jesus was resurrected. I totally believe it because I know that I go through my Old Testament, and that just and this is what I'm going to give you a little proof. Okay, I'm going to go back. Uh, I'm going to go into John, um, and John. Uh, excuse me. I'm going to go into Luke 24, and I'm going to go to verse 44, and this is Jesus talking. And then he said, when I was with you before, I told you that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and in the Psalms must be fulfilled. Folks, right there and there, he's, um, we always told you we would hope that you would read your Old Testament because there is so much talk and the fulfillment of Christ coming. This is the, the Old Testament was preparing his way for him. 
So um, that is where the proof is if you want to know about Jesus' coming and his resurrection. So um, you know what? I'm going to hold for a second. You know what? I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead with Blaine because, you know, Blaine, we know that Jesus is resurrected. He came, and we'd already explained to him. But it's the, it's the old scripture, and you're going to back up the scripture of, on um, the resurrection of the dead. Is that correct? Yeah. You know, th- you know, this is a topic, guys. This is a topic that we place our entire faith and hope in, Amen. is that resurrection. And so, right. so, family and friends out there, we just want to coach you a little bit here in the book of Corinthians, uh, chapter 15. I'm going to read to you for right now, 12 through 14. But, um, oh, man, let's see what the Word has to say, and then we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. But in verse 12, it says, Now if Christ is preached that he has been raised from the dead, how do some among you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there is no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. If Christ is not risen, then our preaching is empty, and your faith is also empty. So, you know, we're tonight, you guys, we're going to go through Scripture after Scripture of of Jesus' resurrection. They still can't find the body. We're going to talk about how he was saw by many, as you just did, John. Um, There's... There's a lot, you know, we don't really talk about a whole lot of other religions out there, but we do kind of point down or look at others and say, you know what, our Christ is risen. Our Christ is alive. Our, Amen. Yes. our Jesus Christ was spoke of before he got here, and he said, as you just did, John, he said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave, mm-hmm. you know. And we've been studying that. But you know what, um, family, I'm going uh, to travel down a little bit. Um, it, it does say that if, if our preaching, if he was not resurrected, then it's all in vain. Um, but then I'm going to travel down a little bit. I'm going to travel down to verse 20 of chapter 15, and it says, But now Christ is risen from the dead and has become the firstfruits of who has fallen asleep. For since by man came death, by man also came the resurrection of the dead. And listen to this, you guys. For as, Adam, as in Adam all die, even so in Christ all shall be made alive. You know what, John? Uh, mm-hmm. Pastor Ed? I got to say that I've used this scripture so many times in life. So many people are like, well, how come we, this world is the way that it is? And then that's a whole different subject, I know. Um, but it's, it's a fallen world. And, and, yes. and, and by Adam came death. But through our Lord Jesus Christ, he is the antidote. He is the resurrection. And he is the life. And it's through him. By one man we fell. By one man we have life through him and through his power and through his blood and his uh, sacrifice on the cross. So I'm going to—do I have a little more time to go over a couple more things? Yes, and I want you to show the audience about that, and so we can put this all together in Scripture. Yes, absolutely. Well, you got it. All right, and then so I'm going to travel down a little bit again, you guys, down at uh, 24. It says, um, Then comes the end when he delivers the kingdom to God the Father, who he puts— when he puts an end to all rule and all authority and power. So this is what you guys got to remember right here, verse 25. For he must reign till he has put all enemies under his feet. The last enemy that will be destroyed is death. Amen. For he has put all things under his feet. But when he says all things are put under him, it is evident that he who put all these things under him is accepted. So, you know, Jesus Christ and his obedience to the Father and the Father and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, by that, all things, all things have been put under his feet. 
And when it says that the last enemy that he will destroy is death, you know, I think you guys know that I was part of a, mo- a memorial service on Friday. It seems like we're always we're part of a memorial service on a monthly basis here. We've got to preach the resurrection, and we've got to preach that Jesus Christ rose from the grave and that he goes to prepare a place before us. All authority, all power has been given to Jesus. Amen. I truly believe that. You know, Blaine, I want to let them know, too, on the resurrection of Christ. You know, uh, David foretold about that before, back in Psalms, uh-huh. and it was in 22, and I want to give people that. I, You know, it's in verse 16, if they ever want to look in their Bibles. They have pierced my hands and feet. I counted, and I count all my bones, and my enemies stared at me and goaded. They divided my garments among themselves and thrown dice for my clothing. You know, his, you, we read that in, you know, in through the first four books, you know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And you can see when Jesus was up on the cross is what they did and before, what, before he even was hung on a cross. So you're, you're talking, this is in Psalms, and then you're talking afterwards, you know, after the yeah. crucifixion. So you're talking a little bit of time of, you know, pass by. So how God good is, you know, about that. So we do see evidence of God for calling of him before he goes to, you right. know, to the to the cross. Yeah. Yes. If my memory is correct, that psalm was written almost a thousand years before Christ went to the cross. Yeah, I was going to say that. I was thinking 950 or something, 950 mm-hmm. years or something like that, but I wasn't sure on that. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure I was right. So, yeah, it was. And you know what I heard about that, of course, and you guys have heard this also, is that was written before the Romans even came up with crucifixion. Oh. It was, they didn't the, even have that yet. Yes, right. absolutely. But, but, but the Holy Spirit put that right in the Psalms. And right through David, one of his um, most loyal people. Mm-hmm. Yes. And even further back in the, the Old Testament, it talks about the, the shame of being nailed to a tree. Yep. Yes. So all of this is prophesied before he ever was even born. Absolutely. And this is what we're trying to explain today, folks, on you at the radio. Because, you know, for you listeners out there, it's it's all written in the Old Testament. And, 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 and we, I, sh- I don't want to say this in a negative way. But everybody, it's a lot of pastors focus on the New Testament, mm-hmm. and and they bypass the Old Testament. And there's so much that for calls about Jesus all through the Old Testament, you can see him before it comes into play here. And it's God's it's God's love, his his promises. Ed, I know you're sitting here looking at me, but yes, <laughs> no, I, I agree with you 100. percent And and if you don't if you don't get into the Old Testament. Christ appears on almost every page in the Old Testament. You can see his interaction with people. You can see people who uh, turned to him. Of course, obviously, David was a big uh, fan of <laughs> fan of Jesus even before he was born. Uh, so, yeah, you're right. In the Old Testament, and, and there's places in the New Testament that give a brief description, but you go back to the Old Testament, and it gives you the details of what took place. Yes. So you cannot eliminate the Old Testament. Absolutely. Um, Blaine, uh, do you have any of those scripture more you want to fill in? You know what? Thank you, John. Uh, I do have one scripture here that I do want to, I, I just have to touch it based on this before we send it over to Pastor Ed. Um, also in chapter 15, verse 29, it says, Otherwise, what will they do who are baptized for the dead if the dead do not rise at all? Why then are they baptized for the dead? So I got to tell you, folks, you know, I, I think probably most of these listeners, if you're born again, you've probably been baptized. That baptism, it 
it pretty much it resembles going down below the water, dying to our flesh, but we come out of that water. We are resurrected, that baptism, guys. It's the death, burial, and resurrection, and that, folks, is what the body of Christ is baptized. That is what we made. When we made that decision to follow Christ, and, and we obeyed uh, Jesus out of Matthew 28, um, and we were baptized, that's what we were baptized in. That's what we believe. Absolutely. And and this is about, all about, you know, explaining that. Ed, I know that you got the, the last one. We call you the cleanup man anyway. So the, <laughs> the resurrection of the body. And what we're trying to explain here, folks, it um, in Corinthians, when Paul wrote this, he was trying to explain this to all the people out there, yeah. all the believers. So I'm sorry. You know, I, was, I was just going to say, uh, this is one of those cases where Paul kind of over tried to explain that's kind of simple, but he made it complicated. Yes. Um, I was telling John the way in that uh, just things like this first question, you got to look at the way the question is written to understand what they're talking about. I'm going to start in 1 Corinthians 15.35. You did turn it over to me. Yes, I <laughs> okay. did. Yes. Cause, yes. Didn't want to get in somebody's way. There. Uh, but some will say, how are the dead raised, and with what kind of body do they come? That's actually... Almost the same question. They're not asking for a process of how they were raised. They're asking, what are you going to be like when you're raised? Uh, so that's, that starts it out. Now, I'll tell you what. I thought those were good questions. I read those, and I thought, that's good questions. And then I read verse 36. <laughs> you fool. <laughs> that, which, that which you sow does not come to life unless it dies. So... I, I have to categorize myself, I guess, in that fools also. But it is, it is a good question, <laughs> in spite of what Paul thought. But uh, what he does, if if you have any friends that are that believe in uh, reincarnation, send them to this chapter because absolutely. this just absolutely destroys uh, the uh, reincarnation. reincarnation. But it also does away with most of the others. Uh, if you look at the, the things people leave, believe in in uh, most of these other religions, you'll find when you read this, it's come, going to destroy them. Uh, so I want to get into it. It's, like I say, it gets a little complicated, so I'm going to try to make this easy. Uh, verse 37, that which you sow, you do not sow the body which is to be but a bare grain, perhaps of wheat or of something else. In other words, what it's saying is you don't plant the plant. You plant the seed. Right. God determines what the plant's going to be. Mm-hmm. And if you plant a, a wheat seed, mm-hmm. you're going to get a wheat plant. And if you plant a barley seed, you're going to get a barley plant. And that's what he's saying. And uh, so when you get to 39 then, um then you kind of understand it. All flesh is not the same flesh. Yes. But there is one flesh of men, and another flesh of beasts, another flesh of birds, and another flesh of fish. So when you get into the reincarnation where you die as a man, you might come back as a cow. He's saying that doesn't happen. <laughs> when you die, you are buried. God is going to raise you up with a new plant. In other words, you're buried as a human, as a, uh, 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 there was a term here, I, was, I forgot what it was now, but anyway, you're, you're buried as a, as a physical being, mm-hmm. and God is going to raise you just like he brings in the barley seeds, or barley plants and 
wheat plants. He's going to raise you up as a spiritual man. And that's what he's trying to get, that there is a change. It's a change of when you die, and God makes you from flesh to spiritual. Um, and uh, it goes on, says there's also heavenly bodies yes. and earthly bodies. Absolutely. But the glory of the heavenly one and the glory of the earth is an earthly is another one. Mm-hmm. And, and when I thought about this, I thought probably there's a few people we could mention. Enoch. Yes, is one. E- yep. Elijah. Elijah. Yep. Jesus himself. Mm-hmm. These were people who were raised up spiritual. Um, that never experienced the death. The, yeah, they never experienced death, but they were raised up spiritual. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other, the, the earthly bodies are the ones we're living in now. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to make a point that there's a difference between the two, two bodies. It says there's one glory for the sun, another glory for the moon, another glory for the stars. For stars differ from star to glory. So from star, the stars are even different. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing there. Each star is going to be raised, uh, uh, <laughs> changed into uh, uh, something from which it be, was sown. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then I like th- this. I'm I'm kind of rushing through this, but um, when you get to 43, it tells you that all of these. When you talk about seeds being planted, when you talk about man dying. He tells you what it is, uh, and this is in verse verse 43. It is sown in dishonor, it is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness, it is raised in power. It is sown a natural body, it is raised a spiritual body. If there is a natural body, there is also a spiritual body. Mm -hmm. And this is the resurrection that he's talking about. The body is changed from a natural flesh to a spiritual body. In Luke uh, 24, it talks about that, too. Jesus, when he shows up, and they were saying, hey, it's a ghost. And he says, hey, does a ghost have a body? And, you know, and he that's when he eats the, the fish. So I was confirming with you that it was a spiritual body that they were seeing, and he was making it a thing. So just trying to back yeah. it up with a little bit of scripture. Well, just following along with what you said, we wonder what the spiritual body is. Go back and look at Jesus. What did mm. Jesus do when he was raised? walked through walls yes walked through doors um he appeared in places just suddenly the two men going on the road on the road and he's suddenly there with them yes uh but he eats he sits down to eat with them the boil fish absolutely so so we're gonna have a lot of changes in the way that we appear and the way that we handle ourselves or or the way that things we can do but we're still going to be able to eat right and we're still going to be able to do a lot of the things we used to do and that's kind of an indication that this is where you came from and this is where you end up and so much of it is going to be the, the same but also so much of it is going to be different didn't want to get in this but i think i will just for the because uh, uh, blaine brought it up said it is also written that the first man adam yes. became a living soul the last adam became a life-giving spirit and, of course, the last Adam is Jesus. Amen. So what he's pointing out here is that when God created man, he created Adam as a physical, natural being. When he brought in Jesus, you think about the way he was born, the Holy Spirit and Mary, he became the spiritual complement, the natural complement. Mm-hmm. So 
Adam brought in the, the physical, natural body. Jesus brought in the spiritual, heavenly body. And, and then he even tells us, and just kind of backing up what I'm saying in verse 47, he says, the first man is from earth, earthy. Second man is from heaven. And is the earthy, so also are those who are earthy. And it is the heavenly, so also are those who are heavenly. I don't want to get into the rapture or anything like that, but it tells us that there's going to be a change. Uh, At this point, you get into heaven by dying. There will come a time when God will raise up those who are spiritual and and they will be changed in the twinkle of an eye. Twinkling of an eye, absolutely. Uh, from their earthly to their spiritual bodies. So God can do that, and that's what he's talking about. You, you, you bury something, you bury a seed, and you harvest the plant. And what happens here is when a man dies, he's put into the ground, God raises him up as spiritual, and he will be in heaven serving God. Hey, would you? Would you? I need to stop. If I can just say this, yeah. they say that the minute you pass away, you're present with the Lord. Yes, and so that is something, folks. That um, you know, I wanted to let them know about about the being the body of the dead, and then with you on that. Yeah. So it's a twinkling of an eye. Yeah. That quick, the minute you die, you're in presence with the Lord. Absolutely, and and it's and even if uh, you. Even if you uh, take a while to die, you're still there's, there's there's two things happen. One is, as you say, out of out of uh, the body, you're in the presence of of uh, Christ. If you go back to John 14, it it says that he may prepared a place for you, and he said, "If that's true, I'm going to come and get you and bring it here." Yes, absolutely. So it, it's the same thing. Uh, you're in his presence because he came to escort you to the mansion he's already built for you. I, I love that. I love that. I use that at funerals a lot. I like verse 52. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised imperishable, mm-hmm. and we will be changed. For this perishable must be put on the imperishable. And this mortal must be put on immortality. So there's the change. In the twinkling of an eye, you go from spirit, from natural man to spiritual man. Then it goes on in 54. It said, but when this perishable will have put on the imperishable and the mortal have put on the immortal, then will come about the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, death, where is your sting? So, <clears throat> so our, our, uh, when we become that imperishable, when we become that uh, spiritual man, our, our future is, uh, is a future we can never look at here. Our future with them is no more crying, no more tears, no more pain, no more suffering. Mm-hmm. No more hunger. Um, Revelation talks about the the street with the with the trees on both sides, uh, with the change of fruit every month. So, what we have to look forward to in this uh, in this new body is things that we can't even understand here. Absolutely, it's, it's beyond us to really understand 
what God has prepared for us. Uh, we look forward to it because of what we know. But I'm excited about getting up there and seeing the things that I don't know. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, Paul goes on to explain up, and he, and he sums up this. He says, but thank God he gives us victory over sin and death through our Lord Jesus Christ. Um, Blaine, I know that you probably have a couple little things you want to say before the show ends, so I'll give you a shot at it. What's he saying there, Pastor Ed? No. <laughs> yeah, I guess I, we all have a lot to say. I'm over here smiling because I'm listening to Pastor Ed. And he's talking about, he's really encouraging our you family that we are going to eat. So I think the pastors in this room tonight are hungry. Um, but we love it. You know, we go out for Valentine's Day. We go to eat for birthdays. We love to eat. It's a great thing. i got to finish with this, and I know we're cutting short. When Jesus resurrected, he said, he came to his disciples. He said, peace be to you. But they were afraid and frightened, and suppose they seen a spirit or a ghost. And he said to them, Why are you troubled, and why do you doubt, do doubts arise in your hearts? Behold, my hands and my feet, that is, I myself, handle me and see, for a spirit does not have flesh and bones, mm-hmm. as you see I have. And when he had said this, he showed his hands and his feet. So you know what, men? We're going to have a spiritual body. As G- Jesus is our only example that went through walls, but he's got a physical body. They touched his hands and feet. He, 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 he enjoyed eating. He enjoyed fellowship, koinonia. That's what we do here, and he's just preparing us for heaven. Amen. There we go. All righty, folks. I know our time's coming to the end. Um, I'd love to hear about the Lord and how he, how we're going to have a new home up there with him. So, Lord, I say, you know, folks, I just want to let you know that we're a 501c3. We're a nonprofit. Um, you can get a hold of us on cornerstonetransitionalhousing.org, or you can give us a call at 619-715-6915. Again, that number is 619-715-69. I'd like to give a shout-out to... Um, Goodwill, thank you, Cam and M, for helping us with the clothing. I'd like to give a shout-out to um, Javier over at Sombreros and his family, and I'd like to thank Steve over at Elkhorn Westland Church, uh, Foresight, and I'd like to tell Jeremy over at Skyline and Tim, hey, thank you very much for your support. Folks, uh, it's been a pleasure. Remember where you're going to be. We're going to have new bodies, and it's going to be glorious. Thank you and good night. Thank you for joining us on Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse, where they encourage you to think big and act bigger. Join us again next week at this same time as we work together to break the cycle of homelessness, restore hope, and help men and women regain control of their lives. Your generosity, philanthropy, and charitable contributions are always welcome and remarkably make a positive impact on the lives of those in need every day. Take part in making a difference by visiting cornerstonetransitionalhousing.org. That's cornerstonetransitionalhousing.org. This has been Cornerstone Radio on KPraise. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.